You're listening to a DM podcast. Tension's running high. It shows on every face. The coach runs through the game plan. You're in the finals race. The first up tackle hurts you. And tomorrow you'll be sore. But the only thing that's on your mind is you're close enough to score. G'day guys, welcome to the Penrith Panthers 2022 NRL Fantasy Preview. I'm your host TK, and uh, it's an interesting one tonight, Andy, because so much fantasy relevance and probably the greatest, the GOAT fantasy guy of all time, but pretty excited to preview this one, Penrith. Yeah, it's excited and it's not, there's not really too much to dissect because the, chain, the team didn't change that much. Let's go on that song. It sounded like Country Road was about to start playing. Oh, mate, it's old. Country Road, mate, take me home. I remember Dad used to take us to Penrith Park, and this was, we're talking about the 90s. This, that song was still playing, so oh, I'm old, man. Corbs, still pretty high on the Panthers for this year? Oh, yeah, they'll be top four there and thereabouts. Cleary, he's just too good. The goat. <laughs> How good is this bloke? How good is this bloke? Nathan Cleary comes in at a million and fifty thousand dollars this year, break even of eighty four. So they priced him down, considering the new rules. He does a partial shoulder reconstruction, which he carried from Origin two. But boys, I think tonight we've got to just put our balls on the line a little bit and just project where this guy's going to go. Corbs, why don't you kick us off tonight? What are you thinking of Cleary's projection for two thousand and twenty two? Going off his average last year. Losing the three tackle breaks, nine in the kick meters, that takes him down to an 81 average. And that's what he's priced at. So I see him, yeah, hitting, getting between the 80 to 85. Yeah. Um, Andy, considering that he carried that shoulder injury and his average didn't really change too much, that for me, that's, that's a pretty good sign that I don't think he will just change his game. I think it will be the same, clearly. Well, yeah, not much does change, does it? And the team doesn't change. I think, if anything, I think he can sort of go better than that. Mm. You know, like, yes, you're not wrong. He will sort of lose those points. But mate, he's, first off, he was 90, 93 fancy points. Second was Turbo with 83 or 82. Yeah. So even if he does lose uh, the nine points, he's same, similar to Turbo, which I don't think he'll score the same. Yeah, boys, fair to say that when I look at Nathan Cleary's numbers, even though they're quite good, I think they're good because he's good. Not the fact that he's hitting alien numbers. That's what I'm calling Turbo's numbers now. Because that's they're just out of this world with Turbo numbers. Yeah, true. Like even if he halves his numbers, he'd still be in the top five NRL players. I think Cleary's game is just that good. These numbers are replicable every single year because he's only so young. He's only going to keep getting better mm. as a player. And that's the, the scary factor, isn't it? Like how does everyone else compete? He's, he's had 500 uh, plus fantasy scores and probably I think what – Five nineties, yeah. Geez, that's unreal for a captain. Okay, I don't think you can not pick him in your team. Yeah, if you do. Good luck. Now, boys. Uh, well, Corb started with him, so he got off to a real flying start last year. Me and you, Andy, we we held back, and that really cost us big time. I'm not holding back. I'm building my team around him, Corbs. Yeah, no, I'm starting with him again. He's like even if that eighty, it, like you said, TK. I can't see him getting below sixty will be his floor. And if you're getting a captain guaranteed 120 a week, that's that's good. Mm. His floor is literally 
the other players average, good average. Like yeah, exactly. So that's Andy, you're on. Huh? You're sticking with him. Are you oh yeah, hundred percent. Well, he's my, I'm in drugs. <laughs> yeah, Mike's on, he's, mate. He's, he's <laughs> fantasizing around him. Someone. I was just having my hand down my pants, just rubbing myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, he's my number one draft pick as well. So I'm on him in classic and draft all cool. season. Nice. All right, let's move on. We'll give us a tick. No, 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 no. Boys, last year I recommended Brian Toho and I got laughed off the park and he ended up just smashing it. But when you smash it, you kind of outprice yourself, 713K. Then they changed the rules and it's like they should nearly call this the I hate Brian Toho rule because <laughs> when you average 6.4 tackle breaks, you're literally going to minus yourself with six. And he kind of had turbo stats last year too at 250 metres gained. Like... He was like the Brisbane Broncos all back five, all in one as a total. And then he was scoring nearly a try a game as well. So even though he's an elite, or he's the greatest, he was the best winger in the NRL right now, those benchmark stats are very, very hard to replicate. So I see a slight tick down, and I think that average of 59 will become probably an average of around 50. You also think that you'll miss him for origin as well. So he's probably... Someone that's going to be better value later in the season when he drops off a little bit. He does have a post-origin average last year of 71. So he picked it up big time, as did the Souths guys last year as well. But he's my dud. But Andy, when you kicks off, because this guy, he just, he's got the body of steel and he's the best second row in the league. But that does just not does not translate into being a good fantasy player. Nah, it doesn't. Oh, I've seen a lot of people assuming he's going to get 80 that now that K-Paul's gone. And we're sorry, we're talking about the Army oh, kick, kick out. out yeah. Sorry, so, yeah, everyone's a few, few people like oh, he got eighty because he's gone. No, I don't think he will. Liam Martin will get the eighty because he literally can't play eighty. No, he just he, he's not as effective. You, you have him on there because he's uh, he's an impact player. So yeah, um, I, I see them using Sorensen off the bench instead of him. So Martin would be my guess who gets eighty minutes, especially absolute workhorse. But look at these three people around him: Bird three hundred five hundred thirty-five k and his jewel. Aiken, 540k, and he's dual. And I think Jordan Ricky's probably got come into some good form if he get, get 80 minutes this year as well. So I just see he's got the same thing as Kafusi. I think um, he's better than Kafusi, but he just is too up and down for me. Yeah, definitely. Now, Corbs, you're also not that high on kicks this year. Yeah, priced at 50, uh, 44, 43 average when he's starting at second row. No Capewell, so he's not going to get to come on fresh. He did that towards the back end of the season. So he, he's going to be a, a little bit more gassed uh, for his second stint or um, you know, coming on at the same time when he's starting a game. Losing three in the tackle breaks off his average for the year. I just, yeah, no value in starting him. He, he'd be more of a risky pod towards the end of the season to um, like once you've sort of built your kitty up because he doesn't really – he does fluctuate in scores, but his price doesn't fluctuate too much. Because um, I think that the winner of – Tim, the winner of Supercoach from the Supercoach experience, he was named after the, the Kikau or something in his name. And, yeah, he was a big part of him winning it. So he was a good pod towards the end. So that's where I see value in someone like Kikau, but definitely not starting with him. Okay. Cashy time, boys, and uh, we've all got Stephen Crichton on there. Interesting, I saw a video a couple of days ago and of them training, and on the left side, Jerome Luai was running, he was running passes on the left side with Talon May at, at centre. Mm-hmm. So the discussion, I reckon, tonight should be is, because Stephen Crichton played, he ended up on the right wing, 
But when you have a look at the players they lost, when they lose Paul Momorowski, who's a right centre, they lose the other left centre in Matt Burton, generally you would think that Crichton would move back to the left because that's where he killed it the year before last. But with the struggling Charlie Staines on the right wing and a potential rookie, do you push the rookie onto the left side, which is the much stronger side, keep Stephen Crichton to strengthen up the right side? Corbs, any, any thoughts on where you think Stephen Crichton will end up? I was trying to work that out before, but I don't think it matters because he still scored really well on the right side. So um, Because he just gets fed good ball from uh, Cleary on that side as well. Yeah. 350k, uh, that's too good to be true, right, with the duel. Yeah, so Targo may seem to be getting all talk when it comes to centre. But Crichton, so he had an average of 37 at centre in the 2021. He had a few games on the wing, which he didn't score too well because there's a couple of ball hogs inside him. Mm. He's priced at 27. He's your man. He's going to make 130K just if he hits what he was getting last year. And he wasn't setting the world on fire. I was saying before to Andy, I'm sort of waiting for him to go to that next level because he, he sort of has been um, touted as that next big thing. So there's no gut feel here. This is just pure stats. That's like it's like being on Pike in the last uh, Ascot. It's just free money. Yeah, get Andy, on him, Andy. Yeah, well, he's a, I've got him as my cashy, and I think so. I'm I'm running with a one gun uh, center and one cheap one. Yeah, and he's my cheap strategy. one. Yeah, you know, like you've got your Bird Aiken or or Burton. You've got and to have got one, and then Crichton, the next level. And like that's yeah. that's gun. And like you said, he's he's touted for a good season. Yeah. Boys, I just, wrote, I just did a little bit of stats on, because we're probably going to get one of these Isaac Tago or Talon May, and both these boys in New South Wales Cup stats are, are incredible. Like, Isaac Tago, he comes in at 334k, a break-even at 27. His New South Wales Cup stats, nine games for 10 tries, 43 tackle breaks, eight line breaks, four try assists, an 89% tackle efficiency, 136-metre running per game. He had a fantasy average of 57 Six NRL games he had off the bench last year, 25 average of 38 minutes. So he's got a little bit of experience. He comes in in that dual edge centre. So that could be quite handy. So we've got to have a look at him in trials. The other one is Talon May, who's the younger brother of Tyron May. And 300, 300K, we watched him fight actually the other day, yeah. Andy. against beat Lussick. Lussick, yeah. New South Wales Cats Cup stats aren't as impressive as Tago, but he's more of a... He's more of a nuggety build, and he had his NRL debut last year for a 42. Some really good base, 194 metres gained, two line breaks with six tackle breaks. So could see maybe if Charlie Staines starts – that was on the wing too. So if Charlie Staines doesn't front up in these trials, well, maybe both these boys we might get. And New South Wales Cup stats, 11 games for six tries. He had 57 tackle breaks. So that's, what, nearly five a game. Nine line breaks, two try assists. A 92% tackle efficiency. He averaged 157 run metres. This is a centre. And he had a fantasy average in New South Wales Cup of 47. So I reckon you could probably get 57 tackle breaks in, in that grade, though. Well, I'm good, but <laughs> PK, so who do you... Crichton's obviously got one centre spot sealed. Who do you think's got the edge out of Targo and May? Well, from the footage, you'd say May, but... What is if they carry both? We're not. No one's really high on Charlie Staines. I don't even think Ivan Cleary's high on Charlie Staines. Well, he had, his, he had a season to prove himself, and like yeah, he had the the three game or three try game in twenty twenty, and what had two games over forty points in twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. I'd, like you said, I think Corbs has backed him before. I've not backed him, but backed him for being not that good. So you could be right. Yeah, I'd love to see maybe. 
one of them go on the wing, like Talon May outside of Stephen Crichton on the right, and then maybe Tago go on there at the left. That could provide some really spicy fantasy numbers for us, boys. Both of them at 300k, we can make some nice cash from these two. Is that the first time spicy's been brought up? Tago left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't been too spicy. I've been too much in love with Nico Hines, boys. <laughs> Trap city bitch, trap trap city bitch, trap city bitch, trap trap city bitch, trap city bitch, trap trap city bitch. Now, Corbs, we've been talking about a lot of players we hate this, to start this year. You hate this guy, Charlie Staines. <laughs> <laughs> you, you keep mixing up words. We, we've got to put a player in a dud and trap city, and anyone we put in, you make it out as if we want to kill the boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it hasn't been proven that you don't. <laughs> No, the Staines. I he was a. I was talking to a guy that um, was coaching him out west. He, he was a gun. He just hasn't seemed to, and like he set the world on fire when he came in for that game on his debut. Just yeah, hasn't um, translated over to fantasy points. He had a whole year in a premiership winning team on the wing and had an average of twenty three. So he's literally stayed at basement price. Just doesn't. Seem to tick the fantasy boxes, unfortunately. So I'm just saying, Trap City, don't let the low price tempt you for a winger in a good team. Have a punt on some other people um, that we might mention in other teams. And he just hasn't been the same since. Remember when he got locked jaw after his little <laughs> celebration? Uh, how can he anyone just forget? Has not anyone been forget? the same player. I think he's just too skinny. He needs to put a bit of size on, but when he puts size on, he's going to lose his speed. So he won't be called the uh, Ferrari anymore. I swear, I saw on the Instagram at the start of the year, they go, oh, Charlie Staines has bopped up. His picture looked no different. <laughs> Where? What, what does he put his, on? His stomach. I don't know. Yeah, that one just was a bit weird. But for you, mate, you're just you're, you're ripping on kicks tonight, kick out. No, no, that's the mine's... Um, you changed it. To-o. Just to double down on what you said. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like some people may want to get a good wing fullback and see his... Um, uh, high average last year is a, a good indication, but no, nah, it's not. It's 17 points higher than the year before. Uh, yep. It's just way too inflated. Um, so, yeah, 713K, you can look elsewhere and get value for your winger fullbacks. Yeah, my boys is Appy Coruscant, which 656K, break even at 53. You think he's still unvaxxed. We're mid-January now. And then Mitch Kenny has just re-signed. So I think at some stage, last year he lost minutes as well. So he went, what, 68 minutes as an average last year. So And that's coming from 74 minutes the year before. He plays that aggressive style. I see him signing with the Tigers. At what point do you say, well, let's give Kenny a few more minutes and then maybe rest him in a few games as well? He's got that Vax thing over his head. Maybe do they move him early? Like, there's a lot of uncertainty around Happy Coruscant. I just don't think... When you think you can pay up to a cook or just pay another 40k to Harry Grant, and we're all projecting this guy, Harry Grant, at 65, and I don't think Happy's going to get anywhere near that. So he's one all just depends on defense. He literally is just a tackle machine, and he gets in there. That's how he gets himself injured a few times. I just think you can do a lot better than Happy Coruscant out there. So, ladies and gentlemen, just stick away from him. All right, let's finish off with our draft. I always love this time of year. Now, Andy, with the first pick of the 2022 Kent Cup draft, who do you select? Andrew Burden's handy Andy team selects Nathan Cleary. <laughs> but in saying that, that's an obvious hey, pick. Cobbs, if he picks Cleary, yeah, he's a cat. He's defending champion. What defending champion would go with the best player? Like, what a I cat. can't believe a defending champion shouldn't just get uh, last pick. It's a new season. Get- new season. It's like saying your, your cap should 
be different for NRL seasons. Everyone's Should. at the same boat. <laughs> Should, mate. Dragons, <laughs> dragons would slowly move up the ladder. No, easy, easy, easy one. But I've got, if I can pick up Toto in draft as well, like the same thing, a, a, a person who's pretty overpriced and overvalued in, um, uh, in classic yeah. can be a great pickup in draft. So, Especially yeah. that wing fullback position. Yeah, you have to sort of uh, differentiate the two. So, um, yeah, that's what that sort of differentiates. Yeah, I like this content part. Now, Corbs, you've picked literally the rest of the Penrith team as your <laughs> – you like to no, draft. I think like you Charlie Staines. You put he, he wants Staines. <laughs> I, I did fix this. I took Martin out because I had a look at his stats and he's not someone that excites me at all. Toto is one, as Andy mentioned. What did you have him projected for? Do you have him Toho. 50? Or? Yeah, I think, I think he still scores 50. And that's with me kind of taking out the new rules with the tackle breaks yeah. and just, just a little bit saying that he might not score as many tries mm. or maybe just... 220 metres gain instead of 250, I think. I just think those 250 metres, to do that again, is just huge. Oh, surely they, they get some other people to do the running uh, yeah. run metres. Like, that's amazing amount of effort. I've still got him at the mid-50s, and he is good. He's one of the best non-fullbacks in the wing of fullback position, and he's, he is good to watch because he has – some of his runs can get a quarter of his points for a game. He's yeah. just ridiculous. The other one I had, boys, was Yo, the no fuss. Just know what you're yeah. going to get mid. Mm. I can't see him playing less than 60 minutes. And, and going back to that Coruscant chat, if they're going to run with the sort of two hookers and Kenny comes on, they've got, the, they've got Yo, they've got Fisher-Harris, they've got Martin that can play 80 on an edge. So they've got those forwards that can play the bigger minutes. And, yeah, if, if their hookers are sharing minutes, that could translate to some bigger minutes. For yeah, so and that if he does get the bigger minutes, he's got a pretty good points per minute. It could see him nudging the sixty average. Where would you draft but, him, Corby? Yo, or if he was still there, I, I'd think I'd get him because I'm going to be sort of lateish round three. I want to try and get a, a hooker and fullback, maybe one and two, yeah, three, definitely four. Yeah, if there, if there's still someone that's got a a bit more of an excitement level because he's not exciting. He's just going to be uh, plain Jane. But still, if you're getting 50, 55, hopefully more minutes, 60, that's um, it's just you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, bit of a twin there in James Fisher-Harris. You know, he's the best prop in the game and he does translate into fancy because he'll, he'll score you a good 50 every single week. And what I like about him is Kiwi, which means he won't have any origin games to worry about, which means he can just worry about the NRL season. So I'd pick him any any day of the week at around that round three. If you get him at round four, it's the steal and a half. But just before we go, boys, I actually think we should have put Liam Martin in Trap City because I just see him as very similar to Kafusi from the Storm. I think he's going to be that 38 to 39 guy. I think people are overestimating what he brings compared to someone like Capel. I think he's more of a defender. Cape sits a little bit more of a better hole and he scores a lot more tries I just think if you're fishing for value, I reckon you might get a little bit more value from an edge, from maybe an Eli Katoa from the Warriors, or maybe even a Sean Blore for sure from the from the Tigers. I just see him maybe as being a bit of a trap city and people are falling into the trap of him playing start of origin last year and then thinking just because he replaced Cape on that edge that he's going to be this huge scorer. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're, not, you're not wrong. He's not going to be a huge scorer. He might sort of outdo his average um, because he's playing more minutes, but it won't be a... Like he won't, he's not going to be scoring 60-plus or 55-plus or so. I think maybe he might be his average and get maybe mid-40s. Yeah. Corbs? 
Yeah, he's, well, his average was 43 first starting second row spots last year. But there was only a hat full of those that he got the 80 minutes. That was only a sample size of eight games. But he's averaged at the 38. So you're only looking at five improve. And so I'm just having a look now. And his tackle breaks take two off there. So, yeah, he's only hitting the 40s. You might make... 26 grand, not yeah, worth not it. Not too much. Absolutely. All right, boys, good podcast. I'll give, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. I'll play the team song now. Tension's running high. It shows on every face. The coach runs through the game plan. You're in the finals race. First up tackle hurts you. And tomorrow you'll be sore. But the only thing that's on your mind is you're close enough to score. See you guys.